Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Wednesday, August 30th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family owned full service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Punick, Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. And we're starting out the show today being joined by another high school football coach. This time we're joined by Hedgesville head football coach Matt Faircloth. How you doing today, Coach Faircloth? Good, fellas. How about yourself? We're doing well. And for you, unfortunately, for your team on Friday, not the result that you all wanted uh, going up to Wheeling Island. What did you learn about your team in this one? I mean, we, we learned that we got to be able to get off the bus and be able to go out and, and punch them in the mouth first and not, not just get punched around and for us. So we, we, we wanted that game. Uh, we want our program to be in that game. And at the end of the day, you know, we just didn't show up. So how do you, I guess, uh, move on from this loss and get the guys refocused for this week? Uh, practice this week has been a little bit more intense. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty intense guy. Uh, I'm not going to sit around and let our program, you know, go back to, to the way it was for us. We got to regroup, refocus, get the guys locked back in, and, you know, got to go out and execute a game plan. We had a game plan for Wheeling Park, but as soon as we got on the field, uh, didn't really execute it. And that's the big thing for us is focusing on the game plan and making sure it come Friday night we execute it. Coach Faircloth, obviously the game didn't go the way that you guys expected it to. Only 32 total yards of offense being shut out and forcing four turnovers did uh, Wheeling Park. I guess what was just the reaction in the locker room and how are you trying to keep the team's mindset positive after that? I mean, I thought I thought the reaction in the locker room, you know, our leaders came in the locker room and, you know, they they knew, they accepted, you know, at the end of the day they didn't come to play. And for them, they knew it was get back to work on Saturday morning, and that's what they did. Uh, I mean, these guys, we, we got some really talented guys. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, the other parts around those guys have to be willing to sacrifice everything for the team. And, you know, Friday night we got off the bus, and it was it was more of shock and awe because of the environment. And, you know, that's the, that's the type of games we want to be in. So for us, you know, it's locked back in Saturday morning. We've been locked in this week. Uh, good practices so far. And at the end of the day, we're going to show up on Friday night and try to execute a game plan. Turning the page to Kaiser, they come into your place. They got a 28 nothing shutout victory over Robert C. Bird. What have you seen from them on film so far? Uh, I mean, they're, they're your typical Kaiser team. They're really fundamental up front. Uh, they got good size. And, and their kids play with a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm. And, that's your typical Kaiser team. They're going to come here and they're going to smack you in the mouth. And everything that we see on film is, you know, it's it's what you expect coming from a Kaiser football team. And they're physical on defense. They fly around. So, for us, it's going to be, you know, we're going to have to show up. You know, they're coming here to knock off a triple-A, and we got to show up. Yes. I guess look at them. And, I mean, they're a double-A program. But like you said, you know they're always a tough team to face. 
does that impact anything at all with them being double A or is it just kind of business as usual? I mean, for us, it's got to be business as usual. And we've got to come out, you know, after last week and we got, we got to set the tone early in this game and, you know, being on, being on our home field and not having to get on a bus and travel four hours and, and play. Uh, but for us, I mean, the double A thing, it, it doesn't matter because I'm going to tell you right now, anytime in high school football, if the team comes out and hits you in the mouth from the jump, they can take advantage of the game. They can get the momentum. And, and Kaiser's that type of team that if you, you give them the momentum, it's going to be hard to get it back because of the style of offense they play. They eat a lot of clock. You know, they're able to move the football. So if you get behind, it's a game that you're going to struggle to get back into. Coach Faircloth, what changes, if any, have been made or need to be made to make sure that things go better this time around against Kaiser? I mean, as, as far as changes, it, it, it's all about game plan. Uh, you know, we had all the game plan. We had it all figured out. And, you know, at the end of the day, when we when we call stuff and we block it wrong or we call stuff and we run the wrong routes and that that all that stuff's got to be cleaned up and and again I, I i put a lot of it on the the environment that we were in it was a really really good environment for Willie park i mean that place was it was electric on friday night and i think it just it was shocking all for our kids so for us it's it's a changes as far as that goes i mean i don't think we need to change anything i think we just need to execute a quick follow-up, I guess, just with a short answer. Have you seen those changes in practice so far halfway through the week? Oh, we got the changes out of Monday, that's for sure. Uh, or what we wanted out of them as far as if you're not going to block, you're not going to play. If you're not going to you know, run the right routes, you don't know what you're doing, you're not going to play. For us, we, we want the kids on the field that know what they're doing, when they're supposed to be there, and how they're supposed to get it done. So for us, we found that on Monday and then the Tuesday. Uh, today, we'll be a lot of team stuff to make sure the game plans in and at the end of the day you know we i have a saying and i learned it from coach marion at unlv you show how much you love your teammates by the way you block for them so if you're not willing to block for them you don't love your teammates and that's either, we're, we're not all about that here so you're either going to block or not play coach faircloth our guest thanks thanks for the time coach and uh, best of luck this friday we'll talk next week all right i appreciate it folks that was head coach for the Hedgesville Eagles, Matt Faircloth, as uh, bringing you guys back in here. Uh, we saw the, the the result on paper: fifty-six to nothing loss. We heard thirty-two total yards, and we were kind of confused because we kind of knew this team. We knew who Coach Faircloth is, and I, I think we've heard in this interview, or we just heard in that interview, uh, that uh, it's not being allowed essentially. You're not allowed to just roll over after that one. You got to put that away. You got to use that as fire, even though you got a double A team coming in here this week. Yeah, I mean, Kaiser's a good program. So if they go out there and, and don't respect them as a as a team, then same thing could happen again for all we know. Uh, so, you know, you got to go out and obviously respect your, pro, your opponent. And uh, like I said, they're a good team usually, so they'll probably be able to compete with this Edgesville team. But I think week one, we didn't expect them to go in and, and beat Wheeling Park, but I think we all expected it to be a lot better showing than what it was. Um, so uh, I think they obviously, you know, have a chance to win this game. I think it's a game where on paper you would favor Hedgesville, but I would think it's going to be pretty close. It's not going to be, you know, an easy win, easy win for the Eagles, but 
Um, I think they have an opportunity to do that, and, and playing at home will certainly help. So we'll see. Uh, and hopefully Coach Faircloth was able to get the best out of his team this week. Uh, I don't expect them to come out and, and get shut out and only have 32 yards of offense again. Yeah, if you're one of the probably select few people that actually thought that was going to happen, I guess good for you because I don't think many people expected Hedgesville to be shut out at Wheeling Park, held to 32 total yards of offense in the entire game, and also four turnovers. I mean, you know the athletes that they have, and you thought the outing would definitely be better than that. Maybe not a win, as you said earlier, Nick. It was, in our minds, though, going to be more competitive. Was that you? Yeah. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I lost my train of thought there, but you got to rally back. I mean, you can't hit panic mode now if you're Hedgesville. It's still only week one. You got everything out of the way, hopefully, and you can refocus against Kaiser. All right, well, we have another pair of WVU football tickets to give away. We gave away some on the show last week. We gave away two on the game on Friday night. We'll give away two more on uh, Friday night's game, but we've got two more tickets to Duquesne to give away. It is section 103, row 40 to next Saturday's WVU Duquesne game uh, from Milan Puskar Stadium. If you want those tickets, uh, call right now, 304-263-6540. We'll be back on the other side of this break, sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We'll be back again after this. We'll hear from Spring Mills interim head football coach Marcus Law on today's edition of the Sports Mix. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, No dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. After a car accident, what do you get when you call Mansion Ferretti? You get more experience from a local law firm with over 115 years of combined service. More respect from a team who treats clients like their own family. And more fight because we want you to get every dollar you deserve. Experience, respect, results. If you've been injured, that's what you want in your lawyer. And that's what you'll get when you call us. Car accident? Get more with Mansion Ferretti. 304-264-8505. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. 
You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Spencer, Nick, and Colin. No more Dylan. He will only be here Monday and Tuesdays uh, as he is going back to substitute teaching. Uh, yesterday on the phone, we were able to catch up with interim Spring Mills head coach Marcus Law, and here's our conversation. We're now joined by Spring Mills Cardinals interim head coach Marcus Law. And Coach Law, the last couple of weeks obviously have been a little transitional period with uh, Coach Sims having to step away from the team, and then you guys were, you know, obviously having to play week one. Uh, what's the last couple of weeks been like for you trying to uh, see your offense go through, but obviously overall as, uh, as the interim head coach? I give um, the hugest thanks to, to the assistant coaches here. You know, having a guy like Buddy Heston here, um, DJ Darren Adams, um, Sparks, uh, O-line coaches, the, each one of those guys has taken on a role to help, help um, lighten the load a little bit for us. So it's, it's been a tremendous amount, but what those guys have been managed. Hey, Coach Nick Verzellini here. Uh, Coach, your team um, played pretty well in that first game against Jefferson. Got down early 21-6, to uh, made a comeback to make it close. Obviously, you guys want to be able to win those kind of games against uh, EPAC teams and a premier team like Jefferson, but what did you kind of take away from the game? Kind of positive. And again, one of from from this year to last year was our guys being able to have that fight and, and coming into that second, not laying down, but showing that you know, they still want to play. Um, also, there's a lot to build on offensively and defensively. Um, we were able to start moving the ball around and getting different uh, athletes involved. Defensively, those guys were uh, started flying around a lot more. So, offensive, defensively, even special teams with the onside kick, a lot. Good uh, Coach Law, just talk a little bit more into detail about some of the takeaways from that game. Some things that maybe you like that you want to see your team build off of, and maybe some things that you kind of are going to tweak here in this practice after the game. So, um, obviously, offensively, um, we found the success with uh, our inside zone schemes and uh, building off that, um, trying to get more guys into open space is uh, one of the things we're going to try to focus on. Um, and then also, as far as our quarterback, um, big thing for us is getting rid of that football on time, um, not sitting there and holding it. Um, our skill guys being more in tune to when we're in the scramble drill, being able to react off those things. Defensively, um, honestly, if they pick up where they were, flying around, being able to line up correctly on defense, those are things that are going to help us. Until, as far as special teams, we, we need to correct our um, kickoff team there. Uh, we'll make some adjustments on line adjustment there as well. And, Coach, you know, we weren't there, but looking from the kind of the score updates we saw, it was 21-6 at one point, and then you guys were able to come back to make it a two-point game and then have a drive that, you know, ultimately you guys came up short. But how does it make you feel kind of overall with kind of the transition period and everything that your guys were able to come in and, you know, maybe not start strong, but uh, able to come back and make it a very close game in the end? Well, the biggest thing that sticks out to me is um, that was one of the things Everything started to trickle down once we started being able to handle the coaching situation and then also on the football field itself. So, for me, that was a big that's a takeaway for me. Coach Albert Gallatin this week, uh, what have you seen out of them and what are going to be some keys to get the win? Oh, 
they've got a couple of guys that can really move um, very similar to Jefferson type speed. Uh, they've, they've got a couple of big lines forced to push around. Um, I think they do some great things defensively. Um, they'll move their defense around a little bit. Um, and as far as us, our biggest thing is just being able to follow our keys and, uh, and execute things one play at a time. And coach, with your uh, prior experience uh, being a head coach, how do you think that has helped with obviously the tough transition that it's been with Coach Sims having to uh, step away? As far as uh, me being prepared, you mean? Yeah, and, and having to fill okay. this role. Oh, yeah. Um, so, honestly, um, it's one of those things that kind of resorted back to some of the things I did in my prior school. But, again, I'll be honest with you, having having these assistant coaches is, is great. Uh, you look at a guy like Buddy Hessen, who's been around for a very long time. Um, his, his resume speaks for itself, but he's able to chip in and, and assist with some of those things that maybe I didn't have to do Coach Law, I believe final question here for this game coming up against Albert Gallatin, home opener for Spring Mills. What are you most excited for about this Friday night? Being able to play in front of our fans. Um, our student section is definitely ramping things up, uh, chase how they go. Um, definitely excited for the community. Our guys have been really big about getting out the community, especially with our youth programs, and then just giving them something to be proud of. All right, Coach Law, thanks for the time. Best of luck Friday. We'll talk next week. That was Spring Mills interim head football coach Marcus Law. We were able to catch up with him yesterday after the show. Uh, what did you guys take out of this interview? I about think that, kind of what he the transition period Spring Mills is going going through, but also still in win now position. Yeah, I think um, Coach Law is a good guy to take over for this position uh, for the time being. Um, he seems to have a good grasp of the team and obviously has that head coaching experience in the past. So I think that's a good situation to be in. And like we said, and like he talked about in the interview, um, they have really good assistant coaches there. So uh, an experienced assistant coaches. So I think that helps them a lot. And I think that showed in week one based on the result, you know, competitive game against Jefferson. So this team's going to be pretty good. I think even with the situation being what it is and, uh, they seem to have responded well to that. So I think they're in a good spot with Coach Wall. Yeah, yeah, even though he's just interim head coach, all of the coaches have really stepped up and taken over different roles, uh, he said, uh, which is something that you like to see. Yes, he is the interim head coach, so he probably has a little bit more on his plate, but there was definitely different things here and there that they've all stepped up to try to together build this program and keep it where it is because – the ceiling's still high for this team. They still got a lot of talent and experience in this program, and their expectation, as you said, is win now, find the postseason no matter what. And even though they lost this first game, the possibility's still there. You can't give up just yet, even and in this situation. A it's a close game against, against a team Jefferson. that's expected to be top ten in the state. So, yeah, I think all that. Yeah, if they were to come out and beat Jefferson, that would be ahead of where we think they would be yes. at this point in the year. So the goal is still there to, for them to potentially be one of the last few teams that get in six, seven wins, potentially even seven, uh, would be really you know, high up there. And, and this week is a winnable game against Albert Gallatin. So. Yeah, Albert Gallatin comes in 0-1, a 48-13 to loss to uh, Connellsville, I'm assuming out of PA. 
Uh, but uh, they are a, I'm going to assume, haven't seen any tape, some wing T. They had 40 carries for 211 yards and just two of three for negative five yards in the passing. So one could presume they're a wing style of offense, uh, which is you know not something that's unfamiliar to Spring Mills. Obviously, they've seen Washington in the past, Hedgesville, you know, years, a couple of years ago in the past. So uh, it should be interesting to see how things go Friday night. It's the home opener for the Cardinals. Uh, things obviously a little bit different under Coach Law, but uh, taking over, you know, is in a good spot, I guess I would say. Yeah, I they, think so. And they've seen this Albert Gallatin team before as well. So they've been on their schedule at least last year. Maybe it's the fourth meeting. Years. Yeah, okay. So there you go. They're familiar with them, so that certainly helps in your preparation. All right, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hackwells and Way or online at Orsini's.com. When we come back, it's now to, it'll be time for the second installment of Wyatt Wednesdays with Shepard Offensive Lineman Wyatt Pelicano. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Feeling like myself for the first time in a long time. Mommy, where does flavor come from? Well, um, when people love food, they cook it on a Traeger grill. Meat, corn, even pie. <laughs> and then the Traeger does the rest, which brings everyone to celebrate this beautiful thing that they've created. Because when you share delicious food with your friends, that's the flavor of life. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. WV Medicine is pleased to announce that robotic-assisted total hip and knee replacement with the new Zimmer Biomet Rosa is now offered right here in the Eastern Panhandle at both Berkeley Medical Center and Jefferson Medical Center. The information provided by the Rosa results in more precise and accurate hip and knee replacements than ever before. WV Medicine is proud to offer this technology and be a leader in orthopedic surgery in the Eastern Region. For more info, call 304-725-BONE. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. It's the excitement of NCAA Division II football on TV10 featuring the Shepherd University Rams. He'll throw it. It's intercepted by Harrison. Dante Harrison is Mr. Touchdown on defense. Join us on Saturday, September 2nd, as the Rams kick off the 2023 season against Southern Connecticut State at Rams Stadium. Kickoff is set for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 11.30 a.m. right here on TV10 and WRNR-TV on YouTube. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. It's now time for the second installment 
of Wyatt Wednesdays. Wyatt Pelicano, Shepherd offensive lineman, joins us on the phone as he will every Wednesday throughout the Shepherd football season. And Wyatt, it's finally game week. How you feeling? Oh my goodness. The vibe in the air all week this week has just been electric. The boys are fired up. It's game week in Shepherdstown, soon to be game day in Rams Stadium on Saturday at 12 o'clock. If you're not there, you're wrong. Just had to say that, too. Um, yeah, but the feelings are, are extremely electric. Everybody's, everybody's psyched. Uh, I, I, you know, you, you only get to feel this way really once, twice a year when it's the opener and uh, maybe a championship or big late playoff game, you know. So everybody's excited. Why you guys get to kick off the season at home for the first time in a, in a little bit, um, and you're taking on the Southern Connecticut State team that you guys played last year to kick off the year. Um, a team that last season struggled a little bit early, uh, certainly struggled in the game against you guys, but played pretty well toward the end of the year, um, competitive with that New Haven team that you guys face in the playoffs. So what are you seeing out of them this year in preparation this week? Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, we, we kind of uh, got the better of them. In our, in our last meeting, I think that that probably left a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth, uh, which, I'm, I mean, I'm sure it did. Nobody wants to get beat, especially at home. And you're right, this is the first time, I think in my – it is definitely the first time in my years here that we get to open at home. Um, and I am super, super – I think we're all super excited for that. And out of what we see coming from them, uh, like a lot of these any 10 conference schools like New Haven, how you guys talked about, you know, we get a lot of, a lot of odd stack. A lot of uh, these guys fly around, you know, maybe not so much size on these programs in the NE10, but you see them, they play very fluid. You get a lot of different fronts. They like to mix it up. Uh, it, br- it brings a lot of challenges for us um, schematically. But I think I think as long as we play fast, physical, and, and the brand of Shepherd football that we know and love, uh, these guys, it's going to be tough for them to, to overcome what we're bringing to the table. Why? How tough is it to really contain the excitement? Because as you, we've already mentioned, home opener. You just mentioned it's the first home opener for the entire season, week one since you've been there, and then everything else with the pomp and circumstance. Tyson's coming back for the week, having the breakfast before the game, going to be at the game, coming off a regional championship again. Just talk about, I guess, all of that combined and what's going on within the program because of it. Yeah, I mean everybody's uh, everybody's pumped. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys can hear it in my voice, man. It, it's it's like I said before, it, it's game week in Shepherdstown, and, and everybody is fired up. Um, Tyson coming back is huge. You know, we're all so 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 proud of him and everything that he's been able to accomplish up there, and to be able to watch it uh, live and in real in real time is is so cool. And to have him coming back is going to bring, obviously, everybody's going to want to come see him. Everybody's going to want to come, want to come and see us. Uh, so everybody is excited. But it's also, you know, it's important because, like, obviously everybody gets excited, but we got to still – we got to do the job. You know what I mean? Like, excitement by itself is never going to get it done. We still have to be locked in, cool, calm, and collected and maintain that. And then just you got to find a way to channel the excitement into the right moments. You know, so that's important. Um, but yeah, like you guys said, man, the, the energy is in the air right now. I think everybody and their mother is excited about the Shepherd Rams and Tyson Bajan coming back and, and everything in between. And we, Tyson will come back as a member of the 53-man roster for the Bears, the 
backup quarterback as it appears right now. How's it how's it feel to say you blocked for an NFL quarterback? <laughs> uh yeah, you know, it, it it's super cool and uh I have uh, – I actually it's, – it's cool for me because it's also not really the first time because um, I also blocked for an NFL running back, Julius Chestnut, back in high school. Uh, so, I and, you know, it's, it's really cool to watch dudes that you play with and see that you played – like, you know, I, I stand – I stood shoulder to shoulder with Tyson. I stood shoulder to shoulder with, uh, with my man Julius too. And it's like it, it's cool to see that – you can watch someone who who's on your level playing in the same level as you go and accomplish their dreams and, and make that happen for themselves. And I mean, that is really what he's done. I mean, everybody's saying it. It is the truth. It, it's a, it's a, it's a movie script story that Tyson has put together for himself. Um, so it is, it's so cool to be able to watch as a friend and support. Um, and it's, and it's cool as a former teammate. And it's, it's a, it makes you realize that it can happen for anyone. You know, like you, I watch him do it. And then I see him, he went, you know, just last year, he was going to treatment the same place I go to treatment. He was going to practice the same place I was going to practice. I watched another dude go, like, it has his locker, you know what I mean? It's just, it, it, he had the same tools that everybody in our program is being given, and he was able to make it work for himself, just like um, we're seeing, like, all those dudes that had success and even got signed, you know, Brian, uh, Ronnie, Joey, all those guys. Like, it, it, it's so crazy to see that the road is there. It's just if you're willing to take the steps to make it happen for yourself. And that's really just the lesson that I think watching Tyson and all those dudes do what they've done, um, it, it shows that it's possible, you know, which is which is a cool thing. Wyatt, I believe you mentioned this to us at Media Day, and I want to make sure I get this right, but um, was it Ethan Williams who you had played Youth League with? And Yeah. And yeah, what's that been like? Funny. Uh, that's it's been awesome. You know, we were actually just uh, just yesterday in the locker room. I was in there with with uh, it was me, Ethan, and uh, and Seth uh, Morgan, our quarterback, and they were joking around. You know, calling each other like, "Oh, who's little bro? Who's who's big bro?" You know, talking to each other. And I was sitting there just kind of minding my own business. And Ethan was like, "Well, why is little bro?" And Seth was like, "Who? Like, why would you say that? Like, you know, like tried to come to my defense." And I was like, "Well, technically speaking, he's right. You know, Ethan's been a." Um, Ethan's been a has been an important piece of my life since I was a very young kid. You know, like my pops actually coached both of us. That was back in the day uh, when I was a little chubby kid. I couldn't make weight for the for the teams I wanted to play for, so I had to play up because Ethan is older than me. So I got I got a different level of respect for him. I've seen everything that he's done. Um, like you know, like it was like he really was like a, a big brother mentor to me, watching him play and exceed it. Because I mean, dude, if you go back, if you want to have a good afternoon go throw on Ethan Williams' Broadneck High School highlights because it is, I mean, it is it is just deep with crazy plays. That dude can play ball. Um, he's got a vast knowledge for the game. Yeah, he, he's going to be he's gonna be a, um, a very important contributing piece for us, I think. <clears throat> he brings a lot of wisdom and seniority to that wide receiver room, which with those skill guys, sometimes you need, man. And I, I, he's someone that I trust, you know, to, to really keep on those dudes and keep them in line and use that seniority for good and show them, I know he knows the right steps to take. That dude's got a solid head on his shoulders, and I know that he's going to lead the young guys in the right direction. But, yeah, he, he's a uh, he, – uh, that's, that's big bro. You know, that's, he's always been a, like a big brother to me. Um, so it, it's really cool to have him around. Wyatt, back into the game this week against the Owls. I know you probably can't give it all to us, but so far what's been the uh, game plan going into Saturday? 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, those guys uh, defensively for them, they really like to fly around. Um, they 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 stay in that predominantly three down front, but we see a lot of from them. Not sure what we're gonna get, you know, because uh, there's been some word of them losing some of their bigger nose guards. So there's there's a chance they could try to uh, maybe switch to a four front or even a bear and give us some bodies in there to to make it hard to to control the middle. But honestly, that's really the, I think going to be try to be our uh, philosophy is to just play violently and control the, w- the middle and whatever they give us, whether it's a four man box, five man box, it could be a seven man box. I, I trust the dudes up front that they're going to handle business and get the job done. And I think if they handle business, the team will go as far as the O line will take them. Um, I'm, I trust Seth to get a job to get it done in the backfield. I trust uh, Malachi to get it done in the backfield. I, I trust all of our wide receivers to when it's their turn to, to ball out. But I think the uh, huge point of emphasis for us all season is going to be to dominate the war in the trenches. And I think if we can do that on both sides of the ball, there's not going to be a team that can stop us, and that includes Southern Connecticut. Why? can you explain how things change based on – from an offensive line perspective based on a five-man front or a four-man front or a three-man front? Oh, yeah. It's uh, totally different. You know, it changes a lot of the rules, changes how you want to approach it. Um, You you set up different things. That's the big thing now, and especially with college ball, you get these zone blocking schemes, a lot of them, because everybody wants to throw in the RPO stuff. So how we block up three-mans versus uh, like a four-man per se, like three-man, you're you're relying a lot on you want to make sure – the key for your for your three down front is to let's say if we're running a zone left concept right you want to set that wall hard on the backside to try to to give because you're going to get a lot of different movements from your backers so the key is you're it's going to be difficult to time up and get your your matchups right with these backers the way they fly around so you want to set a wall uh, hard on the backside make sure that that backside four technique is not a factor keep him over there keep the backer that's with him if they're in a stack over there with them and then try to just run everything over the top on the front side of the play to open up a gash in the middle. Or if they stay put and stay solid or play, try to play to that backside, hope uh, you can definitely spring. If you go back and watch the New Haven tape from last year, you can see it because they gave us a lot of that odd stack look, the bastardized version of it with different bodies in different places. Um, it's very easy for them to put themselves out of position in that. So it's really uh, when you get the three down, it's, it's more about, trying to be as sound as you can while being as violent as you can um, to expand the gaps versus in a four down, it's very more straightforward. The dudes are kind of already lined up where they're going. You could get some stunts, but probably not. When you get the four man, the math is easier to figure out on who you're going to, but uh, you just got to be, you got to bring violence because those dudes are going to be, they're not hiding where they're going in that four down front, you know? So they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be in a good leverage spot to make a play for themselves. So it's about actually executing the job versus the three down. I feel like it's way more mental making sure everybody's going to the right place. Wyatt, we talked with you at media day and the scrimmage. We talked to you last week. We know you've been dealing with an injury. What's that rehab process been like? Uh, you know, it's the uh, same thing as last week. You know, I'm, I'm attacking it. I'm putting everything I got into it. Um, trying to do everything I can to contribute to the program in any way, even while I'm on the bench. You know, I spend a lot of time uh, out there coaching up the young guys, um, making sure that they're they're going to be ready. I know that uh, I know that even with me out, this is this is something that I I was talking about to um, one of my teammates, James Bell, uh, is like with injuries, man. Like in Shepherd in Shepherdstown, 
one thing we are is deep. So it doesn't really matter. I think I, you could handpick one of the best players on our roster. The dude behind them might not be as talented, but they're going to be able to do the job, and we will be able to win football games with them. I really believe it. So, uh, And that goes for me included. I'm not immune to that. I believe that the line without me, even if it might not look as strong or as big or whatever you want to say, I trust those dudes to get the job done. And I trust even if we were to, you know, I don't even want to go into the actual depth of it, but uh, I think we, like, we're deep. Like, I think that those dudes are going to be fine. I think that, and I know that, and that gives me comfort in knowing that I don't need to, I don't need to try to sell out and do anything stupid and re-injure myself even worse. So, and that's a, that's a very calming thing for my mind. Uh, but, yeah, I'm definitely doing everything I can. I'm in there every day, uh, multiple hours for the most part, doing what I can to come back. All right, Wyatt, we'll get you out on this one. A non-football question, kind of have a little fun here. If you could only have one fast food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Because I know offensive linemen like to have cheat meals every once in a while. Uh, okay. Every once in a while is being generous, but I appreciate you <laughs> making it sound like I'm I'm really on top of dieting. Um, but, all right, so I guess my, my counter question would have to be, does Chipotle count as fast food? Yes. Oh, well, then that, there you go. I think that that's uh, – though I will say, I don't know if you consider Blaze Pizza fast food, but that one in Martinsburg, I've been going there a lot more lately. I really – I really, their stock is rising in my book. I like, <laughs> I'm a big Blaze Pizza guy. But that said, Chipotle I think is just like – it's just the most like – what you see is what you get. It's going to be consistent, and it's going to be like the healthiest option for you, getting what you need, getting, making sure you get enough protein – you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta look that worker in the face and and, and scare him into giving you a little extra meat. Uh, but you know, you got you gotta do what you gotta do, and they know what they're doing. You know, sometimes you'll get that 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 solid Chipotle employee that's uh that that'll ride the bin and, and dump it on the bowl for you. You can um, never order Chipotle online either. Oh uh, no, person. you don't do that. That's a that is a cardinal sin. You are asking to get ripped off, in my opinion. That's that's just my opinion. I think that they're going to give you way more rice than you want, and probably half a scoop of uh, of whatever meat you're choosing. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I actually have a little trick where I'll go up there and I'll ask for the. Uh, I'm a big. I like the that new chicken al pastor they got, and I'll I'll say like, oh, can I just get? I'll get the chicken al pastor, and then I'll watch them put a regular serving on, and then I'll say, oh, actually, you know what? I think I'm going to want double, and that way they got to match it because if you just say, oh, I want double. They'll give you two little baby servings, and nobody wants that, man. I want. I'm, I'm a. I'm a big dog. I need. I need some protein. All right, Wyatt. Thanks for the time, and uh, we'll see you later on today when we're out of practice. Absolutely, can't wait to see you, boys. All right, Wyatt. Wednesday second installment as uh, Wyatt Pelicano will join us every week, every Wednesday on the Sports Mix throughout the season. Uh, that was a good last question to ask. I didn't think it'd go as deep as it did. You learned some info too. Yeah, you did. Like a little bit of, I guess, how to order. Yeah. And, and get the... I, I make the Cardinals sin all the time because we don't have enough time in our jobs. If I want food, I'm going to Chipotle, but I got to order online because we don't always have the time to go in there and wait in line. But just I depends guess I, on the time of day. Too. I perform the Cardinal sin. All right. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll begin to wrap things up. We'll talk NFL 53-man rosters as cut-down day was yesterday. Uh, practice squads are being formed as we speak. We'll also talk 
Nats and O's as both teams get the win last night. And it's the end of August, and the O's have the same amount of wins they did all of last year. We'll break that down on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuning into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. Wish we'd known. We'll blow away. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. Brought to you in part by the Mary Scoop and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson of Full McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Call 304-263-4343. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as we wrap things up. The practice squads for teams are being formed today. We saw... Uh, the final cutdown days yesterday, or the initial cutdown days, I guess, to get to 53 men was yesterday. Um, the Bears cut veteran backup Nathan Peterman. That makes Tyson Bajant QB2. Elsewhere, the Titans kept Trayvon Weska, who's expected to start a tight end. The Chiefs cut Martinsburg alum Jawan Green. The Bucks cut Ronnie Brown, and the 49ers cut Joey Fisher. All th- three of those players could return to their players' practice or their team's practice squads, which they can begin forming right now. Uh, just saw the Commanders have added a few to their practice squad, but haven't seen the Bucks or 49ers or Chiefs make any moves yet. Uh, the the Commanders are bringing Casimir Allen back to the practice squad, who got cut yesterday. Uh, what do we think about uh, the NFL? I guess cut down day uh we saw yesterday with the uh 
with the Patriots. They cut every quarterback, but their starting quarterback. And then we just see here, according to Adam Schefter, after clearing waivers, quarterback Bailey Sappy is signing with the Patriots practice squad. So they're going to go. My assumption is that's going to be their player to come up every week. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I thought that was kind of weird that they cut everybody, obviously. Um, and then Zappi played pretty well, so I was a little bit surprised when he played last year that nobody put in for him as their backup. But um, if they had a question mark and backup. You know, maybe this was a move because of the rumors that Mac Jones isn't the guy. So maybe if you cut everybody, it's like, hey, this is definitely our guy. I don't know. Maybe it sends some sort of message like that. Um, but, you know, Zappi obviously has a little bit of experience. Malik Cunningham is kind of that dual threat that they had brought in. So it was it was a weird situation there in New England. But uh, hopefully, you know, we see these Shepard guys get some opportunities on somebody's practice squad. Again, Tyson's the number two quarterback as of right now. We believe he'll be the number two. It seemed like when I saw uh, Eberflus, uh press conference that, you know, he was kind of confirming that Tyson's going to be their guy, but you never know, I guess, what they could do with the roster still at this point. So there's the the, the rosters aren't finalized. Um, we'll see if there's any movement. I know the Ravens cut some guys, but they'll probably bring them back in some capacity, it sounds like. Yeah, the Patriots is definitely the most intriguing because they're only going with one quarterback. You're typically seeing they're not going to go with that. Come go with two. So, yeah, start come the, the start of the season, you'll see either somebody – like Zappi brought up maybe from the practice squad and activated, or if they sign a veteran that's still out there because we know Colt McCoy is still looking for a team. Carson Wentz is still looking for a team as well. Carson Wentz is not going to sign another contract in the NFL. I wouldn't be surprised. He's a bum. Yes. He's better than some of these guys. Also, yes. Maybe. Nathan Peterman's out there. Peterman's out there He's probably going to the practice squad. Patriots. Walker's out there now. But also, some of these teams do these kind of weird moves. Some of these teams do these weird moves because if you put a player on IR uh, before the final cutdown or at the final cutdown, they're out the entirety of the year. They can't come back. But if you place them on the IR starting, I guess, after 4 p.m. yesterday or really starting today, they can then come back. Uh, you know, things like that. And then maybe if you want to stash a guy on your practice squad, you kind of do it closer to, like, if he's going to make your roster, but you really want him on your practice squad, you might do it closer to game one just because, you know, the market's flooded yesterday. Any team can pick anybody up if they, you know, some teams only go down to 52 players. Right. So it's all kind of like mind games, essentially. Well, it's just how you want to navigate your roster what's the best way to keep the most talent on our team i think is how each team's got to look at it and we'll see what exactly happens but like i know the raven situation right now like huntley's on the roster but he's hurt so there's a good chance josh johnson's going to come back but they got to clear up a space for him and they got to kind of figure that out and the you know they cut some corners that they'll probably move on they cut their fifth round pick caillou kelly so that was kind of good uh, kind of surprising to me. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Tyson Bajan talking about the Bears again, uh, yesterday I got a message from uh, Buck Huffmaster, and he uh, wanted me to share something on our Facebook page. So uh, you can actually go to see the Bears at the Commanders. So it's kind of a special ticket price, special everything. 
Uh, this post is on our Facebook page. Please join the Bajan family in this opportunity to support Tyson by attending the Bears at Commanders game on Thursday night, October 5th. $180 per person includes round-chip chartered uh, motor coach from Martinsburg to FedEx Field, uh, club-level ticket, a number 17 Bajan t-shirt, and a post-game field access for a photo opportunity with Tyson Bajan. Uh, they have a tight window on these club-level tickets and post-game field access. Don't delay in getting your seat to assure you're part of this experience. Uh, you can uh, contact Buck Huffmaster uh, with his phone numbers on the Facebook page, on our Facebook page with the graphic if you would like to go. But that's a pretty cool opportunity that the community is putting together to go see Tyson Bajan in, you know, just an hour and a half away, an hour, 45 minutes away uh, when they take on the Commanders. Yeah, it, it's uh, definitely a cool deal. $180, you said, for all that combined. Uh, round trip down and back so you don't have to pay for your parking. Um, a ticket to the game, a T-shirt, and a field on-the-field opportunity to take a picture with Tyson afterwards. Uh, late night, though, that's the only, I guess, downside in a yeah. late night, but still definitely cool to go see uh, Tyson Bajan and the Bears at FedEx Field against the Washington Commanders. Yeah, you go down, you take Friday off, Colin. I can't do that. Long, well, not you. <laughs> I'm just saying in general. Yes. For some people out there. All right. The, or maybe uh, you already have Friday off. Yeah, who knows? You, you never know. The Nationals survived last year. They are, you know, they could reach 70 back, wins this year. Back. They could really reach 70 wins this year. I'm not thinking they're going to make – they're really going to play in for the wild card. But they I could, hope they reach 70. They're at like 62 right now. Yeah. But uh, what are they out of the wild card? Let me just double check here. I don't um, think they're making the wild They're card. seven and a half games out of the wild card, tied with the Padres. They're definitely in a lot better position than the Padres, uh, same as they are in a lot of better position than the Angels. As the Angels, did you see the Angels uh, put a bunch of players on waivers yesterday? I didn't see that. Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, and I can't remember who the other guy is. But uh, it's pretty interesting that there's any team can go pick them up but would have to pay their salaries, which is like a couple million dollars for one month. Interesting. The O's get the win last night. They uh, match their win total from last year here at the end of August. Still a day to go. Are they off tomorrow? Yes, off tomorrow. But they have a game today at 1 o'clock today. today. Uh, the Nats play today at 3.07. Uh, pre-game coverage begins at 2.35. But uh, the O's... Still got one month to go and already matched their win total from last year. There, 100 wins is a legit possibility. Yeah, which would be pretty cool. Uh, didn't expect that heading into the season. So definitely been an awesome year. Um, and their schedule's pretty favorable from here on out. So good opportunity to potentially do that. Yeah, if you can get the division, stay the uh, one seed in the American League, I think the chances of uh, a nice playoff push this year are Better than expected. It's fun watching these uh, young Baltimore Orioles play. And I uh, saw on Twitter, Jackson Holiday continues to rake. Is he in AAA yet? No, he's still in double no, still A. Jeez, AA, he's only in double A. Wow. I mean, wouldn't be surprised if maybe we see him. I don't know. There's only about he'll go to weeks AAA. left in the season. He'll go to AAA and then. He'll probably start say. the season next year at AAA and be a call up in like May or something. Yeah, June, possibly. Yeah. Uh, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Hedgesville Eagles football coach Matt Faircloth, Spring Mills football interim head coach Marcus Law, as well as Wyatt Pelicano, second installment of Wyatt Wednesdays. If you missed those interviews, go to the podcast here in about 20 or so minutes, or you can go on to the YouTube page. All interviews will be posted within the next uh, hour or so. 
That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Matt Faircloth, Marcus Law, Wyatt Pelicano, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Ferzlini, I'm Spencer Reese saying so long. Nats air at 2.35 today, 3.07 first pitch. We'll be back again for another edition of the Sports Mix tomorrow at 12.08. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Yeah.